all this money after we pay for our mandatory expenses, our mortgage, our food, we can spend it however we want. And that's kind of where we are. And that's my goal. I want that for everyone <laughs> to feel that joy and that flexibility in being able to spend and take advantage of opportunities. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 real, real quick. It's Jamila here, and I have some exciting news to share with you. My first book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, A Step-by-Step Guide to Achieving Wealth and Happiness, is finally available for pre-order. That's right. You can pre-order my book right now, today. The book is officially out December 5th, 2023, but you do not have to wait that long to get some resources and information to help you. If you pre-order the book today, I'm giving you some fabulous bonuses that will help you with your financial freedom and independence journey. I'm giving you the financial toolkit for free when you've pre-ordered the book. You'll get the debt payoff matrix workbook, the goal fuel worksheet, the financial goals workbook, and the retirement account questionnaire, my most effective and fave resources to share with you for free. Go to journeytolaunch.com slash book to get your copy to pre-order that book today. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome to a solo episode of the Journey to Launch podcast by me, Jamila Souffrant, your chief launch officer. It's been a minute since I've done a solo episode. I've been so busy, which I'll be giving you some personal updates, some business updates. And of course, I want to make sure this is applicable or what I'm going to share with you is also applicable to your life and your financial journey. So I want to share some tips of how I've been navigating my finance journey through this busy season of my life in terms of spending on the things that I enjoy and creating experiences with and for my kids and family and all the things. All right. So if you've been following me for some time or you've been updated or have been in the Journey to Launch world, you may or may not know, but I have a book coming out in December. So December 5th, you can pre-order it now, actually. So if you go to journeytolaunch.com slash book, you can get some really cool pre-order bonuses by ordering the book today. So you won't get it until December 5th, but if you order it today, you will get my Financial Freedom Toolkit which is a collection of worksheets, my most effective worksheets at the moment that will help you with some of your financial goals. So go check that out and you get a bonus for just pre-ordering the book. 
So I've been really busy with the book and all the things that <laughs> comes with making a book, writing a book. I'm really gearing up to start promoting it over the next few months. And I'll share that with you a bit later. What I wanted to talk to you about in this episode was more about how I've been navigating this really busy season personally with my family and all the celebrations that come in money, right? Let's not forget the money that comes with celebrating. I, my, all my kids are born, all three of them, I have three kids, they're born in May and June. Now, I don't know why I thought at that time, I mean, I think it's still a good idea because I planned it, I actually planned it that way. Uh, to have kids in May and June for very specific reasons. <laughs> One being my husband and I, we were both born. I'm born in February. He's January. And so we're winter babies. And our, our birthdays are just always, it's always a snowstorm, cold, frigid temperatures in in, in New York. And I, I just wanted when I had kids that they had warm birthday months if we stayed in New York, right? So obviously you can't always plan to a T how things happen, but God willing, we were able to successfully have our kids in the months that we had them. So my daughter's in May and I have my two sons. Their birthdays are in June and they're all two years apart. So with that, we have come out of a busy season because we have May as in my daughter's birthday. Then there's Mother's Day. Then June, we have the two boys' birthday and there's Father's Day and all these other things that are going on. So in the middle of thinking about what I was going to do for my kids, I knew I didn't want to do a birthday party for them. And typically what we do, we we try to keep it simple. We do something with just them, like on their birthday, they get to choose what they do. And it's more family based. And maybe we'll have just cousins and close family over for cake. But uh, this year, there was a unique opportunity because my kids are really into Pokemon. And there was a conference that was happening in between my boy's birthday in June called Card Party. And I really was contemplating if this would be a good idea to go. Now, just to reiterate why I'm telling you this story is because part of the reason or the thought process behind going was, or if we should go, was because of the money. It wasn't something that we planned to do in advance. Like, you know, it's not like last year I knew that this conference was happening and I budgeted it out and knew we wanted to spend money on it. So I heard about this conference card party through Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn's been on the podcast. Just go to journeytolaunch.com and search Pat Flynn. I, I, I I'll make sure I link that episode in the show notes, but he's very popular online uh, content course creator. His podcast was one of the first podcasts I started to listen to on my commute when I began to think about having a business. So I learned so much from him. So he was on my podcast. I was on his podcast and I knew that he started almost another business, another what started out as a hobby and became for him another way to express himself was his Pokemon channel. So he created a Pokemon channel and when I interviewed him, told him, oh, wow, my kids really like your Pokemon channel. And he was so nice. He sent a box of Pokemon cards to them, all personalized. And I saw that a little bit after that, he announced that he was having his first Pokemon conference in California. And it was right in the middle of my son's birthdays. And I was like, wow, that would be amazing <laughs> to be able to take my kids, my sons there 
I mean, the whole family, the thought process was, wow, everyone can go. So my husband, my daughter, my sons, me, five of us, right? Like that'd be such a great little vacation. And then I as I started to look into it and price everything out, I was like, wow, this is gonna, this is gonna cost a pretty penny. You know, still in the middle of school. So up here in on the East Coast, or at least in New York, for some schools, we are still in session in June. The kids don't get out until late June. So they'd have to miss a couple of days of school, which I was fine with. And also, because it's five of us, we'd have to fi- buy five plane tickets. My husband also would have to miss out on school. And so it, the idea of it just seemed unfeasible. And I kind of let it go. But it kept nagging me. Like, this trip, I felt, would be so cool and interesting to take. And I felt like my boys would really, really enjoy it, especially because they're they're mostly into it. My daughter's not really that into it. She's just into it because they're into it. She has her own Pokemon book and cards, but she can really care less, to be honest. And I started to think and said, well, I guess we can't do it. But I was like, well, what would this trip look like if we approached it from a different angle? So I was like, what if I just took the boys to this trip? which then brought up all these feelings. Well, I don't want to leave my daughter out. And how would that be? And, you know, the coordination and figuring out how that would work, where she'd be and all this. And I started to price that out. I was like, well, you know, paying for three plane tickets and going and handling and being by myself with them, which would be my first ship on a plane traveling with my kids by myself. I was like, that to me feels more manageable. traveling with at the time, you know, they're all, their birthday's passed now. So they're three, well, they're five, seven, and nine, right? But I'm like, no, it just seems more manageable to only travel with two kids that are a little bit older and more interested versus my daughter who's younger, who might just get bored easily. And when I priced it out, just the three of us going, me taking my sons, it it felt like, like, wow, maybe we can do this. Also, because I have a lot of credit card points. So travel hack, I travel hack, which means basically I spend most of my expenses on my credit card. And that allows me to build up points and reward points that I typically always renew or trade in for flights. I always find that to be the best bang for my buck in terms of how I use my points. And I realized, wow, majority of the flights can be paid for with the points. The hotel, you know, we'd pay for that. And the conference tickets weren't that bad. So ultimately, because I couldn't let the concept go, I was like, it's better to be able to take my sons, right, and figure out a way to make it feasible for our finances with just the three of us than not go at all because of guilt or maybe not being able to take my daughter or overextending ourselves and having to pay double and so much more because there are five people going instead of three. And so we made the decision that that was what we are going to do. I made sure that my daughter was going to have a fun time with her grandmother and aunts and dad. And I wanted to make sure she was not missing out, even though she said she wanted to go on a plane. It didn't matter. But in the end, she was all right. But I want to talk about that because, you know, I almost didn't take the trip because of money. And it's not because we don't at all have the money to do it. It was just that at first I didn't understand or realize how valuable this time with my kids would be. And that's what I want to talk about because oftentimes, especially on this journey, when we are trying to hit our goals, depending on especially your your type, if you're like a type A or personality, which you know, you need to hit certain metrics and things have to make financial sense, 
and have to be measured and maybe you're taking and tying things on a on on your budget or spreadsheet and every cent has to be accounted for sometimes living off the spreadsheet and doing things spontaneously feels hard and i i would say i'm not necessarily i'm i guess i'm a type a in certain areas of my life but then i'm often i find myself as i go deeper into my financial journey my life journey that I have found myself living beyond the spreadsheet, beyond the budget a lot more now. I talk about this in my book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, out December 5th. (laughs) Make sure you pre-order or get it (laughs) if you can. And because it's so important, I think it's just to set a plan and, you know, that you're going to save, invest, pay off debt, do all this in this amount of time and not think life happens or that your mind changes about things. It's just not realistic. And I'm pretty sure you know, as you've been living your life, that things come up that you want to be able to take advantage of. And what is the point of money, if not to use it, to spend, to invest in ways that bring you joy, happiness, experiences? And I'm so happy I took this trip. So again, we went to Anaheim, California. It's called Card Party. So if you got any of you have kids that are into Pokemon, I believe they will be doing it again next year. And it was so well done. We had such a good time. My boys are typically shy. Of course, you know, they're shy around strangers and people that they maybe don't know. And with us in the house, they're not shy at all. But I was so impressed because it was not just about Pokemon cards. So I'm still learning myself all about this Pokemon world. But it's not just about the Pokemon cards, but the interaction and the social skills that they learned and the leaps and bounds that I saw in their confidence in just three days of us being there was astounding. You know, The first day that we got there, they were afraid to walk up to other kids or afraid to talk to people about cards. And then by the last day, I could not pull them out <laughs> of the room and rooms where they were able to go up to people and say, can I see your binder? Because they, everyone or typically people have binders with their, their cards that they want to trade and the cards have values to them. And so everyone, or if you're willing to trade, has to look through each other's binder and ask, hey, do you want to trade that? And then look at the value of the cards. And if something is of more value, maybe they need to make trade four cards that are of lesser value for that one card. And oftentimes people don't want to trade anymore and say, you know what? I don't really see anything I want. And so I thought when I saw them interacting with kids and adults, I mean, this was a very family-friendly event. And for the most part, everyone was so nice, so accommodating and explaining and teaching, you know, even the the teenagers or the adults, because most of the adults were there with their own kids, teaching other kids how to, to value the cards or how to take care of them and explaining more. It was, it was great. And so I was like, this, however, I could have spent double I mean, I'm glad I didn't spend double on this trip, but I could have spent more and it still, to me, would not have captured the value of what this was for me and my sons. And I do believe it's a core memory for them. I hope it is. It's a core memory for me (laughs) that they will remember for the rest of their lives. And, you know, that's the thing, because part of when I think about doing certain things with them is that what if they're not into Pokemon next year, or this is just for the meantime, just in the moment. And so is it worth spending the money on this big trip? But it's not about just looking at it in that way. That's what I would call trying to measure and forecast why things are are, are worthy of spending money on. And when I talk about living outside the spreadsheet, sometimes you don't need to measure things in that way. It's about being in the moment. 
because this time is priceless. I'll never get it back. And even if they they don't even care about Pokemon next year, it doesn't matter. They care about Pokemon today. I had Bill Perkins on the podcast, episode 262. And he talked about this idea of spending just in time and when you need it. Yeah, I, I think the thing is to be deliberate and off autopilot. There's people who are on autopilot spend and there's people on autopilot save, right? Or, or some version of it, right? Like they have a natural inclination of put things into the future. Like if you keep going in the future, you'll eventually get to the point where you don't want to do anything but sit at home, maybe watch Jeopardy or something, you know, like reruns, right? And so we live off of our memories. Like you meet with your friends and what makes you interesting is the things that you've done, the stories that you tell, right? Like that is what is your comes from your fulfillment. So certain things are for now. And even if you take money out of it, like I have these, these questions, you know, like that thought process and being deliberate about it is like, okay, I have a kid about to go off to college. Do I go out at dinner and do it with my friends or do I stay home and hang out with my teenager who's about to go to college and I'm not going to see them, right? Like they already don't want to hang out with you that much when they're teenagers, right? Now they're really going away. You know, what's my decision process, right? What moments belong now and what moments belong later? And sometimes it's the opposite. It's like, oh, I really want to go to this thing or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait a minute, I can make a return, save this. I'll be older. I'll be more mature. I'll be able to appreciate it even more. And I'll have more of a trip later and I'll still have the same health, right? And so for each activity, for each experience, and for each person at each resource level, we need to think about the things we can or cannot do or should be doing that gets us the most fulfillment and gets us there, you know? And then one thing I talk about is, is like, the first experience everybody wants to have is survival. We don't want to survive, right? So there's all kinds of savings, retirement calculators, blah, 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 based on where you live and expense, et cetera. I add zero to that conversation, except for to say we solve for that first. After that, it's all entertainment. Sometimes we want to put things on autopilot or put things off. But when we put things off, by the time we get there, right? Let's just say, you know, you want to have a trip. I, I'll talk for myself. There's actually something that I've always wanted to do. I want to go to Carnival in the Caribbean. They have it here in the States or in Canada, but it's just a carnival. It's a festival where you get dressed up. You listen to typically soca music, which is a style of music, and you dance in the streets and you have a good time. Now, in my 20s, I always wanted to go. And now that I am 40 years old, I still want to go. But I realized that my desire to go and have fun in that way is like dwindling, even though it's still on my bucket list to go to. And it just makes me realize that there are some things that when my 20s I wanted to do, I would have you know, spent the money or had the energy to do it. And now that I'm a bit older, I just don't want to do it anymore. Now, if I would have spent that money back then, it doesn't mean I wasted my money because I don't care about it as much now. But it just goes to show you that the things that you're interested in can change. And so putting it off and saying, oh, I'll do that in 20 years or 10 years or when things are perfect doesn't mean that, you know, by the time you get there, you may not want to do it, which is fine also. But to me, it encourages me to more live in the moment. And it doesn't matter because all we have are our moments. All we have are our memories of things, if you think about it, right? Everything is about who we are as accumulation of what we've experienced the people in our lives, what we've been through, our conversations, it, it builds up, it compounds over time. And so those moments matter. They deeply matter. Did you know I broke out the path to financial independence into what I call five journeyer stages? That's right. There are five stages that you have to travel through to reach complete financial independence. 
When you know your stage, you know what to focus on and how to move on to the next stage. I created a free one-minute quiz to help you determine what stage you're in. After you take the quick quiz, you'll know where you are on your financial independence journey, the main thing you should focus on, plus you'll get a curated list of 10 Journey to Launch podcast episodes to listen to that will help you for your specific stage. Go to journeytolaunch.com slash my stage right now to take the free quiz. That's journeytolaunch.com slash my stage. So when it comes to you thinking about how you want to spend your time and money while you're on the journey to financial independence and freedom, I feel like it's really important to think through what's worth it to you to spend on today outside of make it making sense or the spreadsheet without compromising your financial independence goals. I find that that is a issue or a balance problem, right? Because it's not that I'm saying you should, if you want to go to Bali and you have no money, you're still in debt, spend all your money or put everything on a credit card to go to Bali because it's in the moment, just live off the spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm still encouraging you to be responsible, but I do want you to think more about what in your life you can experience now, what you can afford or make room in your budget to afford to be able to do things. So uh, I wanted to break down, I do have some steps or some things to consider as you're thinking through your financial journey and life journey, how you can make decisions in this way. So the first thing is your financial house, when it's in order, you can be more flexible and lean into the discretionary spending And these moments that I'm talking about, which is why it's so important to get things in order financially so that you can actually live in this way without worrying about, oh, I'm sacrificing my debt payoff goals or savings goals. I have a basic framework about going through financial independence and the stages that it gets that you have to go through. And in the beginning stages, I typically call that the explorer stage or cadet stage. So those are just basically being able to pay for your bills without going into credit card debt, paying off debt, completely consumer debt. And as you keep going up the stages, you have more flexibility because you don't have to worry about your money going towards debt payments or having to save for your emergency fund because you have that covered. And once you have those things covered, then there's more room to spend in ways that you want, even if it slows down your financial independence journey. And so getting your financial house in order is important. And the faster you do it, depending on your situation, the more intense you want to be in the beginning allows you more leeway towards the end. If you are currently in the beginning stages of your financial independence journey, there are still things you need to do. It's not that you can't enjoy your life. It's more about you may have to do it in more tempered levels. So for me, if I was still in debt, uh, heavily in debt, or I had financial goals and this this was the same opportunity came up to take my kids to card party, perhaps the smarter thing for me in my financial situation do would not be to spend $4,000 to go that I didn't have to do that for that experience. What I might have done instead is there are local Pokemon events here. I would look into, okay, let's do some local Pokemon events in New York City or New Jersey that I can start taking them to. And then let me see when the next card party is or next place I want to take them and plan out for that. So if it's next year, all right, how much would that cost me? I'm going to start saving specifically for that goal, right? 
But if you're further along in your financial journey, and this is something that you can do, because this is what happens often is because if you're so focused on your financial goals, when you have an opportunity to spend on your life goals, you feel guilty about it. I know sometimes that happens for me because I'm, I can be like, oh, I should be investing that money. But I've let go of that because once I know my financial house is in order, I'm on track to reach my financial independence goals at a slower pace. If I'm spending in these ways, it's fine with me because I'm, I'm hitting my savings and investing goals. We paid off whatever debt we need to pay off. So all this money after we pay for our mandatory expenses, our mortgage, our food, we can spend it however we want. And that's kind of where we are. And that's my goal. I want that for everyone (laughs) to feel that joy and that flexibility in being able to spend and take advantage of opportunities. The first thing to, to be able to think about these decisions and spending in the moment is making sure your financial house is in order so you can have more flexibility to do these things. The second thing I just want to just share this framework. This is something I talk about a lot in the book is that your income minus your mandatory expenses equal this gap. So your income minus mandatory expenses, your mandatory expenses are what you need to spend money on to live, to get to work, to pay your bills that your family needs to survive. After that, so after you take away your mandatory expenses from your income, you have hopefully a gap. And if you don't have a gap, meaning if you don't have anything left over, that's where you need to work on increasing your income. But this gap, that's where you spend on the financial goals you have. So saving and investing and debt payoff and the discretionary things that you want to do, like taking trips, like going to brunch, and all the things you don't need to do, but you want to have as an experience in your life. And so it's really important, this formula, this kind of financial independence wealth formula that I talk about, because once you understand that, because so many people don't think about it in that way, they just spend their income on everything at once. There's no prioritization. And so when it comes to then reaching their goals and enjoying themselves, they can't do both. So when you understand that framework, it allows you to be able to look forward as you go up through the journey or stages, the financial independence stages that you get go through to see how you'll be able to spend more in the areas that you like while still reaching your financial goals. The third thing to consider and to think through is allocating and budgeting money in advance. So in my case, I'd mentioned if I didn't feel like I could financially afford this trip, I would have did something smaller here, but then saved for the trip in the future. And so it's really about being proactive. Again, there's some things you cannot even plan for, right? Like there's some things you don't even know you want to do until the opportunity is in front of you. And then there are some things that you know that you can't take advantage of right now, but okay, what about in a year? What does that look like? And what do I need to move around to do that? So how can you budget for or allocate money as you go so that in the future, you can take advantage of whatever you want? Also, you know, using windfalls or money, like if you work in an area where you get bonuses or tax refund, or in my case, so as a business owner, what happens is I have a baseline of how much I want to pay myself per month and for the year. If the business is doing really well, I will actually bring in more money that I be able to spend on and pay myself. And the way I look at it is for the trips that I take like this with my kids or the things we spend on that are outside of our typical monthly expenses, 
I look at it as I'm taking that money, the bonus money that I make. Well, it's not bonus money, but the money that I'm almost giving myself as a bonus if I was working in the corporate America, it feels like that. I take that money to spend on the fun things that we do, the trips that we take, right? Like I have a, an account that's called the profit account for my business. Or if there, if I paid to my taxes and there's money left over in that, then I know that that money is money that I can allocate to the fun things, not the financial things, because our financial stuff is taken care of. We are investing on a schedule and how and meeting those goals. But then any extra money we bring in, we can use to spend it in a way that we want. And by the way, just because you have the extra money doesn't mean you need to spend it right away. I know for us, we have money that is just almost, you know, like a lump sum that we can decide that we haven't decided yet or haven't used yet of what we want to spend on. And so it's kind of nice to know that, you know, we can take advantage of opportunities that come our way, you know, fun things that we want to do because we do have a little lump sum there to take advantage of. That was three. And number four. So number four is recognizing the season of life that you're in. I talked about this kind of just in time spending or spending when you want because, or in the areas that you are excited about and feel good about. But realizing that you may not care about things as much in the future, or it works the same way. You might right now feel like, oh, I really want to do this thing. And maybe it's just not something that is worth your time, energy, and money. And when you do look back at it, if you spend on it, you'll be like, I actually regret that. I could have done something else. So sometimes waiting is a good thing, not being impulsive, not sometimes, oftentimes not being impulsive, right? It's that discernment of when should I jump on an opportunity and spend because I really want it? And when should I take a moment, take a pause, take a week, take a month before I make a decision? I know for me and this Pokemon trip, it took me a while to make a decision. I sat on it, but once I knew I couldn't let the idea go and I was excited about it, when I thought about what it would be like to be on a plane with my boys and having that like time in with them, I knew that after a while, there was a reason I kept thinking about it. So think about the season you're in and give it time because it may be a fleeting season and interest that you want to hold on to, invest in and do, or it may be something where, you know, it's fleeting and you don't even really care about it or it was not, it's not worth it for you to, to spend on. All right, so there is just some things I want you to think about as you are navigating your financial and life journey because I know balancing the two is not always easy, especially if you want to be responsible for the future and quit that job and save and invest or start that business, you need money. And you still want to though, you still want to have fun, right? You still want to do the things you enjoy and and I, if you're like me, also not be so strict with yourself on how, what that looks like and change your mind. So that was my like big personal kind of update and framework for helping you hopefully make those decisions. Some other uh, things that I'm thinking about. So another, another trip we are planning is Disney. So Disney World. We have not been as a family yet to Disney World. I'm planning to take my kids at the end of the summer for us, which is the end of August. So all my Disney World parents, send me your tips. <laughs> Find me on social media and send me your Disney World tips. I'm actually planning things out now. At first, I stayed so far away from the idea because it was so overwhelming. And I knew that it would cost some money to you know take the five of us to Disney World. 
But one, I started working with, and I didn't know this was even a thing, but a Disney, I guess, travel agent. So she's helping me plan my Disney trip, but I don't pay her. She gets paid through Disney. And so she's been super helpful in picking out or letting me understand the Disney, the way Disney works and, you know, how many days to spend at one park or this park or where to stay. So I'm really excited, but I actually am open to any more suggestions from you Disney pro moms (laughs) or dads that have gone and have any tips. So send them my way. I'm at Journey to Launch or at Jamila Sufran on Instagram and give me your Disney tips. Let's see, what else is going on in Jamila's world? Well, that's the big thing personally, honestly, is summer's here. I'm going to be planning. So now let's switch to business mode a bit. The majority of what I will be focusing on between now and the end of the year is my book, getting it out into the world, having as many people read it. So not only buy it, I want you to obviously buy it, but I'm actually more focused on you reading it and implementing something in it. And making like positive change. I just don't want it to be a book that sits down on your, you know, table or in your bookshelf. I do want this to be a book that you read through. And so I am now in the stages of the book journey, which is funny because I'm still waiting for the book cover. I shot the book cover few last month, waiting for the publisher to send me some mock-ups of that to approve it, waiting for the final book itself to go through it. So we're still actually finishing up editing the book. I'm still in that stage, but at the same time, now I am strategizing or thinking through what it looks like to launch the book. And that is a whole, like that by itself can take, be a full-time job. (laughs) Thinking through what that looks like, what bonuses to give to people for ordering early, you know, what would be valuable to you. So to hold you over until the book comes, like what would you love to see? getting on podcasts that I want to get on and share this message, media, and of course work. I still have the podcast that I want to produce for you and give you weekly and my brand partnership fulfillments that I, I need to do. So it's a busy time, even though for me, summer is, I love the summertime because I love the warmth. I love the sun and I love being able to, my kids are in camp for most of the time to have that flexibility to sneak off to the beach with my husband. And so I feel like this time is a fun time, summer, but now with the book in the mix, I know that I have to get a bit more strategic and figure out a plan, which we are doing now to roll it out into the world so that you know of it, right? Not just you, that you want to tell other people about it. So that's where I am professionally. And I'm really excited about all that's to come. I do have some more exciting updates for you. I can't wait to share them, but I want to make sure that the ink is dry before I do. So please stay tuned. If you want to keep in the know of what is going on with Journey to Launch, with the book, with the podcast, with me, the best place to start is the newsletter. So I sent out a weekly newsletter, which I've been slowly improving over time. I've been giving finance tips within the newsletter, personal updates within the newsletter. And then of course you get to know what's going on with Journey to Launch, the latest episodes, any free bonuses that I have or free content that I have. So the one thing I do want to mention, if you've been on my list, you've seen this already, but you have the opportunity if you are a woman to grab my budget bootcamp for free. So the budget bootcamp is a budget course, self-paced, you can take it on your own time, budget course that I created. And I partnered with Secret, the deodorant company, and we are on a mission to help empower and give financial education and resources to women, to young women who need it. 
And so you can get my budget bootcamp. They are underwriting the budget bootcamp for free where you can get it. And so go to journeytolaunch.com slash secret bootcamp. And it will take you right to the page where you can get the budget bootcamp right now for free. Also, you can get actually a lot more resources for free because it's me and some of your favorite personal finance experts who are participating in this initiative. You can go to secret.com slash money moves. I'll link all of that in the show notes. But if you want my budget bootcamp for free and it's a limited number. So I want all this to, to be able to be given to who needs it. And so if you need to share that with anyone young woman who needs this, go to journeytolaunch.com slash secret budget bootcamp. And then for the rest of the free resources, go to secret.com slash money moves. Again, I'll link that in the show notes. Two is keep keep in the note of what's going on by joining my list. Go to journeytolaunch.com slash join. There you'll be able to join my newsletter and follow me at journey to launch. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at journey to launch. And then my personal brand Instagram is at Jamila Soufrant. So there I share my workout and my fitness and my book journey more on my stories. So follow me there. Let me know if you listen to this episode and your takeaways. And I'll talk to you next week. Keep on journeying, journeyers. Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me in the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here, so show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. <laughs>